0: hey everybody shane presley here rock paper podcast thank you so much for tuning in to another brand new episode today's features columbia missouri based mary and the giant had a lot of fun catching up with them this was recorded uh the night before their album release party up in columbia missouri and uh had a lot of fun Hanging with them, talking about their reunion, talking about the brand new album, and uh, we uh, we have a lot of fun with this one. Hope you enjoy it. You're going to get a little sneak peek at the record, uh, but it is available now on all your streaming platforms, and uh, you can find more from Mary and the Giant uh, on your Facebook and Instagram. So get plugged in, and hopefully we'll get some more dates uh, and things coming soon from those guys. Um, but yeah. I do want to remind you as always Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri, serving up all your craft beer needs. Over 25 rotating taps over there. So they, I'm sure they have a beverage just right for you. Uh if you can't stick around, uh you can always get your a uh, bunch of your favorites to go on in can form. Uh, They got a bunch of to-go's, and um, you can take the party wherever you go. And uh, if you do want to come up there and hang out, though, they've got great food, all kinds of burgers, nachos, flatbread pizzas, uh, pretzels, and uh, all kinds of uh, your bar favorites. And uh, you got uh, the patio, but it might be getting a little chilly now for enjoying the patio, but uh, keep it in mind. And uh, you got uh, your live music happening over there. And then this Saturday night, you can catch Josh Liddig at the uh, Pittman location in historic downtown Wentzville, 7 to 10 o'clock. And you've heard me talk about it, but they recently launched the brand new location in Flint Hill, Missouri. Uh, Same great beer. Whole new dining experience, though, over there from uh, the folks at Duke's. Uh, they got the Fly High Kitchen now going. And uh, you can catch Corey Clapper there on Saturday, November 11th, 7 to 10. And a great way to celebrate your Veterans Day. So uh, come on out and grab a cold drink and have a good time at Friendship Brewing Company. Um, And also be on the lookout for a... Brand new location coming very soon to Hannibal, Missouri area. Uh, You can find more information at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. Be sure to plug in with them on your Facebook and Instagram. And uh, they are also, uh, for the holidays, they are doing a Toys for Tots uh, toy donation location right there at the Wentzville location. And you can uh, bring in a toy and you can get a beer. Yeah, for each toy donation, uh, you can get a Friendship Brewing beer on the house. So, great deal. Help some kids and get some uh, cold beverages and have a great time. At Friendship Brewing Company. Again, friendshipbrewingcompany.com. Go out there and support your local beer. And uh, if you need anything from me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Email me rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you all. And um, with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with Mary and the giant.
1: Um, a podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio,
2: it's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense?
1: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. That's <laughs> also like my mom. <laughs> it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this.
3: Hi, we're, we're Mary in the, married the giant. giant. And you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Oh, yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Rock Paper Podcast. Yeah. Scissors, beat,
1: paper, paper covers rock, rock,
3: beat, scissors, shame covers non-stop, never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz, all kind of folks that he has. Could be an artist or a comedian
5: to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double-decker fudge
3: round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley.
4: Rock Paper Podcast.
0: Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri hanging out in columbia missouri with mary and the giant welcome to the show guys hey thanks for having us thank you this is uh very cool uh, i love it up here i'm uh uh it's always a good time when i come up this way and usually it's for some uh good live music and um i've been up here for a few different podcasts over the years but this is always a lot of fun for me and uh but this is my first time getting to meet the uh, majority of the band here today. So this is what's always fun for, the sh- for me on doing the show is getting to meet new people. And so uh, I guess before we get rolling too far, do you guys want to go around the mics and say hi, introduce yourselves for everyone?
6: Uh, sure. Uh, I'm
3: John Marino. I play the bass. Uh, Zach Fittis. I am the lead
4: vocalist. Michael Scambry. I play the fiddle.
2: Don Mayall drums. And I'm Jason Cook and I play guitar.
0: Yeah. And this is uh this is very cool because I guess uh it's been a while since you've all really been in the same room together, right? Uh One yeah, day? I mean uh, like
3: about a year since we right? played two years since the show. Two years right. since the show we've yeah, recorded an album uh in the meantime. But right. yeah. Last then, last July,
2: I think it was the last time we were all together. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So we, uh, it's been a little while and then we get, but, uh, and then I was looking at, uh, kind of looking at getting an idea of the timeline. I guess it's been close to a decade right between records. Yeah. Something like that.
2: Uh, I yep. think. Yeah. I think welcome back to now draft
6: in 2013. I'm pretty sure. Sounds, sounds right. Yeah. 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 So on the nose, I think almost 10 years.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which is That's uh crazy. wild to think about. <clears throat> uh but yeah we're here celebrating a brand new record and uh but I, I figured uh since i don't know a whole lot about the group i thought it'd be kind of fun to go back and get an idea uh what uh things were like when this group got started uh i know um you guys were all uh based up here so i guess was it was school that brought you guys all together or
3: yeah so we um gosh what was 2008 and john and jason are from the st louis area i'm from central illinois um, i came down to school here at mizzou uh, i met these guys we live in the same dorm together uh, we started we had a table over at stafford hall we would play music uh nightly became fast friends started up a band started playing you know uh, coffee shops little small places um michael came into the fray a little later he was working at a cracker barrel
0: shout out yeah uh, <laughs> yeah cracker yeah. barrel
3: Great people, um, and Jason said, "Hey, I know this guy. He's a he plays
4: the violin." To be clear, Jason also worked at Cracker Barrel. I
2: did, and also to be clear, Mike told me he was coming over. Oh, he, <laughs> he demanded he was said, coming, I'm over. coming over to jam with you guys tonight. <laughs> yeah, and, and Mike showed up, and he was just like, "We never even thought about
3: the the violin, the fiddle, whatever you want to call it." Um, and we started playing. We built up. I mean. A decent following around here um band broke up <laughs> sorry it's very concise no i was getting wistful <laughs> um and like 10 years later uh we, you know we get back together and mike's like i got this this drummer he wears uh matching sweatsuits <laughs> he'd be a really good fit and we're like whatever man and don showed up and he was kind of this uh final piece of the puzzle and we recorded this record so
0: yeah what uh so that's uh you said 2008 when When we started we started yeah yeah. And and there
2: was a period of time where the band existed without zach as well um the iteration after he left originally where we brought on another lead singer who had previously been doing percussion in the band And shout um, out Frankie Jupiter. And uh, I mean, that, that iteration probably lasted about six months to a year, maybe. Um, It just never quite had the same, the same feeling that was there before. And uh, I ended up moving back to St. Charles shortly after that, which left Mike and John basically running the show with a different drummer and um, a few other members. And eventually it just kind of dissipated. So I think probably the last time Mary and the Giant played in any fashion prior to this was whenever that gar wars thing was i guess Mm -hmm. in like 2018 or Mm -hmm. 17 or something but um it uh there was definitely a fractured time frame you know after all of that where um there was you know i think all of us probably thought we were never going to be in the same room together ever again you Mm -hmm. know not even the thought of playing again or writing an album again so um it's been really awesome and uh Special shout out to Mike, who was the one that instigated us kind of all getting back together. Um, nice. and uh, over the pandemic. So, really grateful that um, he took that leap and shot us a message and said, He just said, So, are we doing this or what? And I think we all just kind of unanimously were like, Hell yeah, yeah, let's let's do it again. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was it was really nice to mm-hmm. hear from these guys.
0: Well, uh, no, I, I mean, I know quite a bit, but there's still a ton I don't know, but uh, Columbia it's always been feel like it's been rich in in music up here uh, a lot of uh which you know people that i'm close friends with now uh Sean Cannon and uh Pat K and a lot of these guys like got started up here and things and um and then like uh so who who were you guys like playing a lot of shows with then do you do you, uh you have a couple of bands that you remember uh sharing bills with uh in the early um, days
6: there's a man a bunch um <laughs> some that are still around we uh i think one of our first couple of shows <clears throat> uh we were opening up for the hooten hollers
0: yeah we be nice yeah man um
6: we played with uh don't mind dying many colored death um and then there moon were runner. A, moon runner a handful of bands that are no longer around man uh, in the ring we did
4: have a hip neck show, show next The stingrays stingrays um just a well, at the of, time there were, I mean, so many bands. Just was, a
3: wealth of great right. bands. Five I mean, or it, six more venues that existed. Yeah, they, I mean, just like you could go see a show on a Friday night here and pay five bucks. And there were Ben Hinkabine.
4: We played with him a bunch. Sure. Yeah. And
3: there were just, I mean, it just just outstanding groups. The music scene was so vibrant, everyone was so welcoming to us. I mean, I think we started out just wanting to even be somewhat around these bands and then as soon as we were playing with them and everyone was just very receptive of us and uh, it's just a, what a rich music scene. I mean, it was awesome. There yeah. was a
2: cool uh, bleed over as well with, yeah, back when we played at the Blue Fugue and stuff um, and then also a, a big area that we used to play when we were kind of first cutting our teeth was the Tin Can mm-hmm. which had an open mic night and there was just a wealth of incredible musicians there and we ended up making a few friends in the hip hop scene as well um, that, you know, and would we ended up you know, collaborating, and they would come join us for live performances and stuff. So there was a, shout there was out a, belligerent, yeah, belligerent uh, for hey sure. Miles. But it was a really vibrant scene that um, really, I think, bred creativity. Like everyone was excited to be playing, and yeah, like Zach said, there was no shortage of a, a place to go see a show pretty much any night of the week. And I think it's it's definitely gotten a lot harder to book in Columbia. I feel like as far as the amount of venues that are still around and. Um, you know, things like that. It definitely makes me miss, you know, the old, old days when there was, you know, five bars that had live music walking up and down the street, no matter where you were, which was pretty cool. So. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yeah. I, uh, it's cool to hear like too, cause as you're mentioning some of the different groups, like I was trying to picture what some of these bills and if they were like, where you guys really fit in with bands, uh, with the sound wise and, you know, or if it was mixed genre bills and stuff like, cause, uh, I feel like there's there's a lot of different influences come through the sound, Um, so I feel like it can kind of blend with a lot of different groups. So, which is I think is a lot of fun. Uh, I remember playing some uh,
4: metal, some opening for some metal bands (laughs) at Eastside. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Eastside Tavern. Tavern. We opened for Guster once. They hated us. Metalheads, no, they loved it. Oh, I forgot we did. We did open for Guster.
2: Loved it. Yeah, we opened opened for Guster once at Jesse Auditorium, which was really cool. And I had a, a really bad penchant for breaking strings back then. Um, and I remember Mike cornered me right before we went on stage and he said, if, if you break a string, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> and I was just, I mean, I didn't break a string, but I was like just a, st- just terrified. I think, the
3: whole time. No, I think the threat of violence was always what kind of kept us going. <laughs> that, definitely helped, yeah. Yeah, it was good. that was also the first
6: time we played to a sold out room and it was at a, like a properly sized theater. Yeah. Just too, the auditorium. So. That was awesome.
4: Yeah, man. Yeah. It was new. I remember it being a really good show too. So I was proud of yeah. that. Yeah. For sure, man. Yeah. And they were cool as shit. They, they were, were awesome. Yeah, they, they had their
3: kids on the bus. And they were just it was just amazing to watch guys who were just sort of like workman-like musicians who, you know, they had these lives, they had kids, they had wives, and they brought them along with them. And they were so nice to us. And, and they didn't have to be. And they came into our dressing room. and um, That was really nice. They were really cool.
6: I remember no, I... probably I, don't remember us at all. But, <laughs>
2: yeah. No, of course not. Are you kidding me yet? Not, I not remember I sound-checked my guitar with um, Sugar Sugar by Baby Bash. And, and the guitarist <laughs> for Guster was out there, one of them, and he... He was like is that sugar sugar and i was like yeah he goes can you teach me how to play that i was like sure <laughs> that
3: was, that was pretty they cool. were they were wonderful people yeah shout out guster yeah oh, can awesome. i do I, I, I gotta stop saying shout out I, no say whatever
0: you want i <laughs> think i started that so you, yeah okay you can blame me. we're trying to get
3: corporate sponsorship from Rural. Right. So. sure yeah. philip morris we're out here
0: i <laughs> know <laughs> uh so you said uh uh, I guess Mike kind of started the conversation uh, to to get together, start recording new music. Is that that was the case? He
3: did, yeah. It yeah. was yeah. So 2020 during the pandemic, um, probably April, and he sent a text. I, I assumed he was sending it to the someone else.
4: Um, it there was and, a Facebook message. Yeah, actually. no. But essentially, <laughs> um, I, I I only pretty much play music, and I'm lived out in Arkansas, and I and I pretty much do it full time. So I'm always like scheming and thinking of new ways to. Just have as many creative projects going as I can. And, um, like Jason mentioned, we had done a reunion show about in 2018 with, um, uh, without Zach, with our other, you know, lead singer that had, um, been there. I was also not there. And that was that fun. And, and yeah, Jason was not there. Um, that went really well. But I just, um, I was just kind of scheming, I'm like, man, I, I'd like to, you know, have some more stuff, um, creatively to work on. And, um, like these guys kind of popped in my head, and then I was kind of dwelling on it, and I was like, you know, I kind of decided if I could get Dawn on board to come in, because we didn't have a drummer when this iteration of the band was there, um, and the songs very much lend themselves to, to hear, after every show, it was, you guys are great, but you, could really, you really need a drummer, get a drummer, and it got, got kind of old hearing it, but... <laughs> Um, so I just, I had, I played with Don and uh, two other bands, Opal Agafia, and then uh, my band called Red Oak Roos. Um, so I'm, I've been playing with Don for years now and I just kind of knew not only like style wise, but just personality wise, he's kind of somebody that can come in and just kind of be an anchor for like, cause I mean, there was, you know, I, I didn't really know how it was going to go with the reunion. I mean, I knew there'd be all love, but you never know. You haven't seen people in 10 years, you know, it's kind right. of scary. So in my mind, just, you know, I just kind of saw the vision of like having Don come along as sort of like just somebody fresh to like, you know, kind of just brighten things up. And, um, also stylistically, I knew that he would, um, could play this. And it's, it's a kind of a different, unique style of music. There's a lot of changes and stuff. So, um, I, I knew that his diversity and, and, um, ability would just be, would be perfect. So I, I hit, I just called Don. I was like, are you interested and to my shock he was like yeah sure <laughs> um because i was like i'm going i about, about to go up there in a few weeks to like you know meet and start He's like yeah you know i'll give it a shot and i knew i just i had a great feeling about it and I, I brought it to the guys and they were right you know rightfully a little skeptical they're like a new person it's been 10 years i didn't know
3: he had a ponytail
4: they were. <laughs> I, I don't think he did at the time. Oh, they were concerned okay. about like the drums, but I think they were just mainly concerned of how a new person would mesh. Sure, and,
2: and I, I, I was... think I'm, I'm a little. And I mean, I I've made my apologies to Don, but I was the most vocal about mm-hmm. not like being on board at first because and he, he
3: had to drive home. He had to drive to Columbia by himself because of you.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> is that
2: true? Is that? Oh, that's what happened. Was, Don, is that true? I pleaded. <laughs> <laughs> but i i you know and i think it, there was an element of protectiveness too because you know the the way that the band transitioned on after zach left it you know it definitely felt like we had kind of lost this autonomy and control over you know what we were wanting to do mm-hmm. um and it's something that we all cared so much about and were passionate about that you know having the original lineup back again i was like vocally like i don't i don't know if i want to do this and it was an instant fit i mean i think you know no one could would disagree that like it was pretty much almost like immediately we were Even all. When, within yeah. 10
4: minutes of him arriving they were just like i kind of walked away and they were just all just best. we, we were, like stay at like 4 a.m like, <laughs> playing whiskey or playing poker and drinking whiskey <laughs> yeah, don, don's don's
3: the man whiskey. don don is an absolute blessing to so have in this done, band my, so my
2: sincere apologies <laughs> so
3: and he's on top of that he's a great drummer as well so we're uh we were very lucky to have him and
4: i'm sorry about and that. he's very he's also very patient that was another thing i knew because like we because <laughs> our, yeah, our yeah. writing
2: process is pretty grinding out you know it's like it's did you, were you originally like, was your original intention for us to write new music? I, I, cause I, I think that to me, that was kind of a surprise that came out of the first summit was that we were writing music. Whereas I, I, originally I thought we were just going to be kind of jamming on old stuff and hanging out. Well, so that we didn't have drums on
4: those albums. So for Don, it was all, it was all new. It was all kind of writing his own parts sure. to the music. Um,
2: I well because we we were I feel of, like we wanted to play a show. We did it was the a original okay, goal. Okay, I don't remember, but it, I think so. starting to write new music just kind of happened, and we were like st- stoked that it was still there. You know, yeah. maybe I'm misremembering, but I'm I think, was, really I, I
6: think the it. I think the original idea was for all of us to get together, and then we were going to play we, a reunion show because we've
4: done it. We did it in 2018, yeah. and we wanted to do it with Zach. It's um, really nice. <laughs> We've regretted it ever since. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think or, I think
6: after happens, after we got that show under our belt, we were we're all just kind of like, yeah,
4: let's do this again. Let's yeah. see,
6: let's yeah. see what happens.
4: Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, well, Jason, and then I I think I, at one point I kind of encouraged because Jason's like always writing like guitar, stuff on guitar and just like you know just in the in the woodshed. And so I kind of encouraged him to send Zach some stuff before we got together or before the, the second or third time we got together. Um, and then Zach, so they had been kind of working on stuff on the side, so that when we, it did take a while. So we had a, uh, the second gathering, we were calling them summits, and making <laughs> shirts and everything. It was dumb. The second, yeah. <laughs> the second gathering, um, we had like two or three just shells of songs. Like, okay, this works, this works. Um, and then the then when a couple months later, I think we did two meetings in a year, and the second time it really started to like, we're like, okay, there's really something here now, and then. We kind of whittled it down to uh, seven songs and
2: yeah i mean the bulk yeah. of those songs at least like the skeletons of them came through like three days probably total of actually playing you know um and i you know i will say that at least for me out of any project that i've ever been a part of it's the absolute easiest to write and create with this band i mean it, there's like a just a, an insane symbiosis that exists in the, in the way that we go through stuff. And, um, and there's a good um, formula too. Like it's always
4: been the same because it works. We've never like essentially Jason and Zach will just those two. We'll just throw some ideas around. And if there's anything good, it's like, then it comes to the band and then we all start. And then, it, you know, then it becomes, it's, it kind of snowballs because there's this idea already there. And then me and John always have creative input, um, you know, to add instantly. So, that's how it's always from the get, pretty much. I mean, there's been a few times we kind of all wrote together from the start um, when we had time to, like, practice once a week. But essentially, yeah, that's that's the shell comes to the band, and then we – but he's right. It solidifies immediately, like.
2: It's crazy. It's, yeah. It you know? was
4: – It's
6: it all happened so fast when we were together, but we were also fresh into the lockdown, and we all so live in three time. different states. So it was another one of those things, too, where it would be, like,
4: five months, six months. That was a factor too now that I'm thinking about it. It was like, I was needing some, I was like bored at home during the pandemic. I was like, this is this would be the perfect time because I know know these guys have like full-time jobs and I was like, it's going to be impossible to ever get together. And it just provided, I think it provided that opportunity for a lot of people to like reach in and do things they've been wanting to do for a long time.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We had a lot of time, you know, to, to craft them and work through them once the skeletons were there. Um, and and kind of workshop them. And it was, there's an energy to it. um, That's, you know, almost like it's when you, when you're in a band that's working together and you're practicing every week, I think sometimes you can take it for granted. And this was like, I haven't seen these dudes in six months. We're going to work on these new songs. We're going to get to hang out for a weekend. And like, it was, there's a real undercurrent of excitement that permeated that entire time and just kept people energized to keep at it. And um, I think that's something that can get lost in the shuffle sometimes when you're playing every week and you just kind of take it as B A U that you're going to be doing that um, versus being genuinely excited to be creating something new with you know with the guys you play with. So
0: yeah. So when does uh, when do you give uh, Wes a call? You uh, you could record all this with uh, West Wingate. West right? Wingate. Yeah. Oh my God. We. I think that was doing closer yes. to.
4: Okay, so our l- most recent album, Welcome Back to Now, he produced. So okay. He was in there producing. Um, he, we were, we worked closely with him when he owned the bridge uh, as a venue and we just became really close. I think we had like, you know, we had the songs. Oh, that's right. Um, we wanted to show Wes. Just we invited friend. him over. Yeah. He came over uh, on one of the summits and listened to, and I think he was kind of taking it back. He's like, oh wow, this is, you know, he was really doesn't enjoying suck. it. <laughs> yeah, he was really enjoying it and he, he had an artist to work with. And then, you know, we kind of just discussed, we have a Facebook group chat that we stay. <laughs> in contact with each other and when i'm in, say in contact i mean it's there's communication every single day pretty All much right. um it's it's funny
3: but wes, uh, wes is in, and sorry to interrupt but wes is um we knew he was somebody we we're really comfortable with he's somebody that you know anytime you're recording a record or, or writing songs you need somebody that's like objectively able to say like this doesn't work you're this, Reuben. this works you know and, and wes is well, Wes is painfully honest with us. Yeah. So well and he also um, knows
4: us really well. He so does, he knows how yeah. to interact with the different personalities and, and give tough Correct. love where it's due and then yeah. be really gentle with He's a coach, man, do. right? Like he's he's a,
3: he was he
4: was brilliant. Um
3: it's just from a nostalgia factor, I love having him around. I mean, Wes is fantastic and yeah, he played he played keys on played a couple some songs nude, there, on the some record. Keys. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, just being able to say, hey, this, this sucks. This doesn't. Right. You know, I mean, uh wouldn't want anyone else to, to work on that record. And I I'm, yeah, he I'm has so a happy. fantastic ear for music. He does. So Wes is, really is one of my honestly favorite songwriters. I mean, he knows his way around a song. So yeah. um
0: Yeah, I just saw Kudos
3: him. to him. I mean, I don't like him, can I say that? <laughs> yeah. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just uh saw him not too long ago. He played in St. Louis with uh Money for Guns for their album release party, and uh, so it was nice to yeah. see him do a solo set on the piano and guitar. And it was just like, it was really, uh, it was a fun day. And
4: just, I, I'm just, actually just in to, Wes's uh, Light Bloomers band. I'm the fiddle player for him. Oh, so. nice, yeah, yeah.
3: Just a just a dude who really uh, breathes music, and yeah, you someone you want around the the process. So. He also
6: worked with Pete uh, Skolka a lot, who was uh, we recorded at his the studio. Engineer. Okay, um, and. Uh, they had a long working history, so it also made it just that much easier to go into the studio with him. Um, he also played on the album. He played piano.
0: Um, yeah. Well, this... Uh, so, the record, uh, we've mentioned a couple of times, and in recording this, is titled <clears throat> Sadness for a Moment. Uh, now available on all your digital platforms and everything. And uh, But I say uh, we give... a. Uh, a little listen, if anybody hasn't got to hear it yet. Um, and I'll start with uh, 1836 Teton Drive. This was uh, released as a single initially, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, um, but this, uh, I mean, I, you know, I really enjoy the whole record, but this one stood out as, as a favorite uh, Thanks, man. early on. And it was just, uh, I found myself quickly singing along to it, which was, uh, you know, is always a good start to, you know, it's like, it has that kind of quality to it with the the chorus and stuff. So thanks, man. That means a lot. Appreciate that. It's going
5: to get loud tonight. Won't make it home in time, means that the KFC on alright. Feels like it's been all summer. And grace lands on repeat again. And you can call me anything. As long as you ain't sleeping in. I got a double every lobster. Bible money from again. I got comes up all the time we turn everything into a
4: That's an, ad- an address that he yeah. lived at. Okay.
3: Yeah. So I moved back from Columbia when I left the band initially. And- quit the band. Quit, quit the band. Oh, I quit the band. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're letting me. Never <laughs> yeah, let me.
2: You, let you, that gotta, down. you can craft a narrative around it if you want.
3: <laughs> um, and I moved in with three of my very good friends in my hometown of Peoria, Illinois to a house called 1836 Teton Drive. And it was just a. It was a. <laughs> place that I just kind of got my feet under me Mm -hmm. and was able to sort of springboard myself back into uh, some semblance of sanity and I'd always wanted to write a song about it and that's 1836
0: Teton Drive. Nice.
4: They turned a room into a bar. We (laughs) did. We built this great
3: bar in the like dining room and Jay and I were talking on the phone one night and I said, what about
5: God damn, those were the days.
3: And that that hook just went from there. I I, uh, reverse engineered it. And we played it down here.
4: And it was just like. It's like a deconstructed salad. That's a winner,
2: (laughs) I guess. Well, it's fun for me, too, because um, in a lot, you know, there's a back and forth with the initial songwriting process where sometimes I'll send Zach a guitar part. And then you know he'll be come back and like hey oh that's cool I, I you know um let me work with it sends me a melody eventually but this was one where he you know i like when he comes to me with a chorus and says this is what i'm thinking for it because it's like i get these guideposts to kind of create but um it's really it's very easy to write to his melodies and uh i i had an initial feeling once we first like crafted this one it kind of came you know, really quickly. And we sent it to the guys right away. And Zach always, you know, when it's good, he's cause this is a hit and that, you know, I think there was that initial feeling with that one that it was gonna caveat. Be, it's not a hit yet. Not a hit. Okay. So it's a hit to me. It's a hit yeah. to me
3: for, for us. We, we loved it. And we, I, I think with the first night we played it down in the basement at John's house. And I just think we had, we loved it. And that's always, that's all that matters.
0: Yeah. Well, and I feel like, um, especially you know n- you know now knowing a little bit more of the story uh hearing about you know you guys have the history and we're putting out this new record first one in a decade singing about those were the days like it seems very appropriate that this was like the lead single to kick off this record and stuff like
3: yeah you know and even if it's even if the song is about my Sure. Personal experience in specific, I think people can apply it to their own.
0: Right. Yeah, we think about college or high school sure. or you know whatever that is, era is for them. It's 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 open enough to interpret into your own story and stuff, which I think is is nice. So
3: yeah, absolutely, man. Um,
0: but yeah, I think everybody has those starts flashing back when you hear. Here and even you know if it is your story you think about man I think about the guys I grew up with and stuff like cool. know, those those things like that so it's a nostalgic That's awesome. sounding oh, yeah. song. it yeah. does
4: just sound nostalgic to me for sure and yeah. I think
3: I wanted to nostalgia is great right and it's it's good to remember and it's good to be appreciative of of those things that kind of forms you but it's also like it's, it's a little bit of a cage too and you want to move forward and i think some yeah. of
0: the other
2: songs in the record address that and all um right. so not to go off topic here but yeah and also is one of my favorite lines in the album which is it's you know it's simple but it's that when you know i think i'm going to sit still and take it all in um and i think that that's something that is a really important part of growth and, and pushing yourself forward is taking that time to reflect and, and be content where you are in the moment, especially <clears throat> with how fast life moves these days, but in creative situations and, you know, this kind of energy, I think it's hard for any of us to really rest on our laurels. You know, you always feel like you got to be doing something, pushing forward. Um, so that line is something that every time I hear it, I, I try to make a mental note to be better about that and, you know, spend more time appreciating where I am instead of worrying about where I'm going. And, um, I think this, that this song does a great job of, of illustrating that point. That was yeah. beautiful. Thanks.
0: Yeah. Man. Uh, you mentioned, uh, Teton also in, a uh, second time on the record too, right? Uh,
4: on gospel. gospel I on think he mentions yeah. it in every song, <laughs> in
0: every song. <laughs> <I> <laughs> a, a lot of
2: this album Wes, is just the Wes, geography
0: the of the three four, four, three Yeah. Geography
3: of whole time. Wes is funny. Cause he's a, uh, He's a dick. <laughs> and he, um, but we recorded the record. I was on the Amtrak going home. And he, he goes, I had a couple notes. And he said, number one, fittest is this entire record about Teton Drive? <laughs> you no, know, it's,
4: it's a concept album about right. Teton and Drive. And it's,
3: it's not, but there are through lines there, right? Sure. And like, there are things that just, it, it. I mean, it is, it's a bit of a love, a love poem to my hometown and just to my, to growing up. and. Um,
2: well, the other one I just mentioned in his, Gospel, gospel right gospel. Which, which is a song, a song about, about from from my wife. i wrote that for my yeah, wife i think it gives it a nice continuity because it's uh yeah element. it's, yeah, I it's mean, not a concept album but it's like a, well the first know? time teton's meant you're getting your shit together and the next time it's mentioned you're you know with your soon-to-be wife so i mean there's a element of storyline there which I think yeah, is cool. yeah um but then you say it um, like 37 yeah. times in the last you just go teton <laughs> teton teton and we're like yeah too that
3: one the much. one song is just called had, that was a little much yeah i shouldn't i shouldn't have done that that hit the cutting room floor. No, it was just it, it's just a big part of me. It's a big sure. part of who
2: I am. And yeah, I mentioned it twice.
3: Sue me. Yeah.
2: I will say immediately, like when we first met Zach in the dorms, one of the first things that John and I commented about was this dude never shuts up about Peoria. It's like why don't you
3: just go back to Peoria? Shout out man. to P, shout out Peoria. I love you.
0: Uh, I uh so I did this uh uh songwriter series and uh for uh Whatever, 2017 to March 2020, um, and uh, I had uh, one night. I had two of the, the main vocalists and songwriters of Old Capitol Square Dance Club, uh, Jesse and Zach, and uh, and I had uh, Dave Manis of the Manis Brothers sitting in there with them. So it was the three three of them sitting on stools, and they're going. And Jesse and Zach are both from. Um, uh, What's, they're like uh, right
2: across the river aren't they uh,
0: uh man blinking on the name of the town now. edwardsville no um
2: alton collinsville o'fowl vandalia vandalia
0: oh wow from vandalia illinois and uh so they're playing uh and of course they their all their songs are about that town and like uh growing up there and stuff and then uh and dave just like so deadpan just goes they, you know they're getting ready to queue up another one. He goes, "Let me guess, another song about Van Dale," and, like, <laughs> and like, it was just so perfect. It's I love, like, it. Uh, but I just love that he called him out on it and like that. And uh, no. but uh, I mean, yeah, like like I said, it's not uh, is you know, write what you know, though, right? You know, you gotta. I think so. it, I, I
3: think I spent a lot of time in the earlier incarnation of Mary and the Giant writing about my experience as It happened, and I just wanted to sort of look back on.
2: Where I come from, where, you sure. know,
3: I, I don't know. I, I,
0: yeah.
2: The old Mary and the Giant songs were fun too, because Zach would be like very cryptic about what he was writing about. Cause a lot of times he was writing about like, the relationship experiences of the other band members, and sometimes we'd Allegedly. be like, "We'd be like, this is about so and so, isn't it?" And he's like, "No." And then like later on, John would be like, "You know that song's about you, right?" And i like, "I fucking knew it." It's I'm pretty like- sure
6: Zach's a liar. I'm pretty sure they were all about him.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like he just put himself in those situations. But I think part of our <laughs> uniqueness, like as a as from our sound, um, comes from like Zach. He just like does the melody and the lyrics you know he doesn't play an instrument but he correction i can't play an <laughs> instrument he doesn't he chooses not to um and so i mean as a as a, somebody who writes songs like you know you're often sitting down with a guitar and trying to workshop so there's a unique perspective when you're not you don't know, have almost that cage of like trying to work with your hands and he's able to just write really uniquely in my opinion. One of the examples I was given Don is, you know, sometimes when we were writing stuff, we'd like break into an instrumental and he would just have an idea and just sing over it, which is not something like somebody that plays would would do. Like you're not, you know, but he just, mainly because they're like, oh, this is, the vocals are happening so I can't have this, you know, these distractions or whatever, whereas he's just like I want to sing a part here. And so we don't really have many sections that are just instrumental because he'll just throw some lyrics and, and a melody over it, which I think is cool and unique, you know? So yeah. I mean, there's a lead part going and a lead melody going. It's, it's cool. So,
2: yeah. I mean, at the core too, I think a lot of our songs, despite the unique structures or the the stops or the changes or whatever, like they're pop songs, you know, and they're at their core. So there is kind of that continuity aspect of like, the, the structure being with the verse and the chorus and the bridge. And I think, you know, Zach is absolutely a student of pop music um, from every era, you, you know, pretty much. And um, I think that's one of the things that really comes together to give it a unique sound because musically, we're exploring a lot of different spaces, but that kind of common through element is that, you know, Zach is singing a pop song, which I think makes it fun.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think there's like... uh a lot a lot of different sounds, obviously. Like, but like I feel like uh it, there's it's very unique, like uh the blend that you guys offer. Um I think one being that you offer uh violin and stuff, there's not a ton being represented, uh especially in this like I don't know, and you know, I feel like on the radio in general, but I think like this uh
2: it's usually a background thing, right? Right, yeah. yeah I mean yeah. like we, yellow card used to be like the first thing it would be like oh are <laughs> yeah, like a rock band that like yeah. features the fiddle as a lead instrument. They're like, oh, like yellow card. It's like, no, we don't sound like yellow right. card, man. No hate against yellow card. Yeah. yeah shout out yellow card.
0: Uh, <laughs>
2: shout out fiddles.
0: But this like uh I don't know, I feel like I don't know really what you guys you you know, talking about pop being pop, but uh, I don't know, like if it kinda qualifies as like uh some of it in like alt country or sure type of feeling of some sort like but i just feel like these some of these songs especially like you look at like a a resurgence with like uh turnpike troubadours Mm and uh you know tyler childers Childers and all these like i mean i I feel like if you guys got lumped in on one of those playlists and stuff it would it would do that'd be cool because
3: i think a lot of the 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 women would like us. yeah but I I don't know it's it's really hard to describe, right. and I don't say that in like a pretentious way. I just don't know sure. what to compare it to. It's not bluegrass. It's not.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you have. To. I mean, like, but I feel like there's certain songs that would definitely uh, blend with some of those, you know, guys that are doing that. So for sure, yeah.
3: And that I mean that that's high praise. We I yeah. think we're all fans of. Of those guys. <laughs> right. um, there's a cat on me right now. i yeah. let's. you hear it. Um,
0: well, let's, uh, we got one more tune we want to highlight off of this record. And uh, this is a song called Weight of the Moon. And uh, what comes around? When do you guys think about Weight of the Moon? Anything? Uh-
3: uh, weight of the Moon is just a song about, um, honestly, it's kind of, it's about like you know not not enjoying yourself and 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 having anxiety and and being nervous and and thinking you know like and being mad at yourself because you're mad right because you know, you have everything in the world you have everything you need you've been you're handed the you know the moon but you're still not okay and uh, it's kind of a little bit I rode on an Amtrak train going down to St Louis and uh, it's also but I wanted to. i also wanted to say hey like you know monday's over i think tomorrow will be better today it's like how do you steal yourself and get better even though it feels insurmountable at the time Um, and we end that with everything blooms again Uh, something i take solace it's still a beautiful world so just trying to appreciate just the moment and be present and um, that's way to the moon
4: and this was the first single that we released for Mm -hmm. and uh, kind of the thinking behind that was that it sort of it came across stylistically to us as like the most similar to the old stuff a nice tie there's that um there's it's a violin intro and it's it sort of echoes um, a song that we on our very first record beg me please as a fiddle intro that's very similar so there was just the continuity there to um just kind of reintroduce ourselves and for the old fans that you know would recognize that sound all three of them
2: I would say um also that this song just breaking down more lines that mean a lot to me from this album it has my favorite line from the album which z just said that everything blooms again something i take solace in it's still a beautiful world um which i think is just a really nice way to encapsulate um you know how again you know we don't always remain present and we can get so bogged down with everything going on um but i also really like the line in the bridge where he asks hey, has anything that you um believed would well, was, i'm sorry i'm butchering it has ever, anything that you believe would come to pass ever ended up like that yeah He's um, talking about like catastrophic thinking yeah, and, 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 and kind of those worst case scenario sure. things um and i really like that line as well because it, it's another thing that kind of makes you reflect like and you think you know a lot of times anxiety works in the way that um as soon as whatever you're worrying about you know, happens or doesn't happen. You keep living life, but it's interesting to kind of reflect on all the myriad things you've worried about going wrong that never actually happened and kind of take stock from that perspective. Um, which I think is, uh, a- another cool turn of phrase and something that I I've have definitely hung, you know, onto since we first wrote the song. So, um, I know hyperbole and I hate to inflate Zach's ego anymore, but he's definitely one of my favorite lyricists of all times. And, uh, I always glad to know what a cool guy you think yeah. I am. <laughs> um and I, you know, um I really, really look forward to any time I get new lyrics from him. And I think his ability to write songs that are accessible while still being deeply personal is a, a really rare talent. And um I'm I'm excited to work with him every time I get the chance to. so
0: Yeah. Hey you <laughs> <laughs> uh well, we should also probably note that uh, we are recording this the day before your guys' album release party, um, which uh, is very exciting. You guys will be at Rose and uh, celebrating this record. And uh, I was, you, Michael mentioned some of the uh, the older songs and stuff. Are uh, some of those uh, making the the set yeah. list uh, for the night? There's a mix.
4: Yeah, it'll yeah. start. We'll, we'll kind of start it with some of the old stuff. Play the album through.
0: And then, nice. And with some surprises. Right. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, it's gonna be cool. I mean, I'm glad that you guys are getting the opportunity to do this to to celebrate this record with, with Shane. The are you coming? I'm gonna try, man. Like right. I, re- I really enjoy mm-hmm. this record a lot, and uh, I would love to see it live because I've never been to a Mary and the Giant show. Oh, so really? yeah, so. Cool. Um,
2: well, we haven't we haven't played. Yeah, shit. yeah, it's, yeah
0: it's been like, like ten five
4: years, but, but yeah. <laughs> <all right. laughs> six years. I don't know if he was around back then. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, (laughs) We'd love to have you back.
4: So, yeah, if you can make it work.
0: Well, it's cool, like, because I've met uh, Jason and Michael, like, through other projects, Mm -hmm. uh, through St. Louis and stuff, Mm -hmm. and seen him play. So, it's like, um, and I know Jason's mentioned this project uh, in the past, and, like, so, um, you know, finally getting to see it all come together and stuff with new music and things like it's, I don't know. So it's just uh, fun for me as a fan, like of of these guys to see this, uh, this other project coming back together and stuff is, it's cool. So, well, thanks. If I
4: may say you're a, you're a podcasting legend and I've always (laughs) wanted to do one with you. (laughs) So, Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm really glad we can make this happen. Yeah, dude, this
3: is cool. And and I I just want to also point out that Mike's legs are really exposed (laughs) right now. (laughs) Uh,
2: I also, I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out um, that not only is is our illustrious Marino here in another band that's active in Columbia called Bad Names, but they will be in St. Louis in December playing a show with us at the Heavy Anchor. So um, if you're curious about uh, any of the other aspects of these things as well uh john's when band you say is quiet. Yeah, i was gonna say
3: that's ben diesel sorry with ben diesel yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. st louis well we're not playing a show in st louis so my apologies <laughs> it's
4: playing with ben diesel I up there but, the thing, but um, we could be yeah
2: shout out bad right. names don anything Pets. to
4: add i <laughs> haven't heard much from our drummer here yeah he hadn't said yeah. anything he said he pleaded a fifth
1: yeah wow um,
4: <laughs> <laughs> have this, you enjoyed this process
1: it's well, okay, so, I mean, I'm, you know, I've got to be honest here.
0: <laughs> Not really.
1: So this is this is going back when I, I had joined the group in 2020, and Mikey had asked me, you know, off the cuff, hey, do you want to join this group? I'm going up to Columbia. We're going to go party with these guys. They're a lot of fun. With You know, I really enjoy the music, and, you know, you might dig this project. So I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, let's do that. So we come down here, and, and just like he said, I mean, like, you know, we got along really well, and uh, these guys uh, had a lot of fun partying with them. And then uh, we started playing music, and and it was there was just uh, the only way that you could describe it was magical. I mean, it was, the chemistry was there; it was really really cool. But as the night progressed, <laughs> here we go. This is, this is the most interesting part, and this is factual too. Right, this is my first time meeting these guys. I didn't know them from Adam, right? Jason knows where I'm going with this.
2: Sure, exactly, and,
1: it, and it's actually been mentioned a couple of times that Zach had quit the band throughout the years. But <laughs> <laughs> this very same shit happened this night. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, I mean, Zach started, uh, I mean, it started with whiskey and one, one shot too many. And all of a sudden, he's legit quitting the band. This is my first night meeting these guys. I'm like, oh, this is a great project. It's so magical and everything's going well. And then the lead singer gets drunk off his ass off whiskey and decides to quit the band. On legit. the
6: microphone. Quite huh, loud. Honey whiskey. Le- for the It Rocher. was American
1: honey. It was, it's like a liqueur. Allegedly. There's no documentation of this. Legit. This was my experience coming into this band.
2: And I've loved them ever since. <laughs> and Mike and I just kept saying, this happens all the time. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, this is,
1: this was a normal <laughs> thing. He's going to wake up I tomorrow. Came, I
2: came down the next day and I said, I'm sorry. I, I really love you guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, I you did really a whole thing.
2: I'd love to be back in the band if you guys <laughs> would have me.
4: Z, um, John was not happy with Z, Z is very attached to giving speeches yeah. that start with, may I say something? And then just to get the attention, so... I mean, if speeches. everybody
3: out there in podcast land hasn't uh, ascertained this by now, I am a big dumb asshole. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but he's our asshole, that's exactly,
3: and, and that's kind of this. This is just a, a place of comfort, and I love these guys dearly. And can I say something? Yes, yes. <laughs> I love you guys dearly. Thank you. That's usually how it goes. Yeah.
0: That's the speeches. Uh-huh. We love you too. Yeah. Uh, so we're up here in Colombia, uh, home of uh, lots of great places to eat um do you guys have is there like when you guys do make it up here and you, for these summits or brain practices and whatever they might be do you guys have a, a particular place always cj's dude CJ's? ozark Beach. mountain
3: biscuit bar yes, was fantastic. it was phenomenal morning. we ate there today the service was phenomenal the atmosphere was phenomenal uh, Mike started throwing grapes at people. I, I that, did. I, I did that do was that. was juvenile. It was. And we apologized if there's any rogue grapes that they had to there clean There was one. Out. There but was one. Was there? Okay. Yeah, that, that place was fantastic. Really
1: loved it. Zach um, ripped a tremendous fart Zach <laughs> farted god. really loud during the <laughs> meal. Yeah, we
3: weren't going to bring
1: that <laughs> up <laughs> oh, uh, Jono's got his finger on the
2: Jono's chef John's I think he world. should, he should answer this question chef. John what's the yeah. good food yeah. here and wise guys we always end up getting an untouched. we do guys? Guys.
6: we do always get a
2: giant god damn it Zach John is a world-class chef and he's made some dynamite meals here for us as well. Yeah.
6: yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, we didn't get to go out for the first couple of them just because everything was closed. Um, right. Cause it was literally in the middle of lockdown. Um, John could get
4: a carbonara. It was incredible.
3: That was really good. Mm-hmm. I was also drunk off my ass too, though. It couldn't have been that great. <laughs> that was great. You no, it's pretty good. it was better, be good. It was better than Jason's pico to gallo. That was terrible. <laughs> no,
2: Sorry, that, was,
1: that was I'm offensive. that was pico offensive no, I'm to everybody. No, I, I, I knew there'd be there some weird.
3: controversy yeah. as soon as yeah. I mentioned. I don't even eat pico, and I could just look <laughs> at it like that. That looks like shit.
4: So we threw it away. My, and my knife cuts were bad. What's your What do you like to eat in town?
6: Paula and I go to Sycamore a lot. It's down on Broadway. It's a really, really good restaurant. Um, but there's a handful depending on what you want Cafe what's Berlin's. the Mexican place we usually hit late night the
2: one where he ordered chicken fries yes he thought yes. <laughs> oh
6: oh Las Margaritas downtown <laughs> you like yes. the food
4: ordered chicken fries. oh like the tin can I thought used they
1: to, were like it is the old tin yeah. can
4: what used to
3: be the tin can yeah. Yeah. well that's all I wanted I wanted like fried like, wanted chicken tenders he wanted french friders. fries Yeah, ordered chicken by accident <laughs> that's not true like, I knew there was chicken <laughs> in it <it's, laughs> Uh, but yeah actually that
6: was another funny one Las Margaritas uh, was the tin can and that's where we went
2: a couple of times I think Yeah. I miss the tin can man that place was such fun we had so many fun nights there it's the only venue that I've ever played where we like we drank them out of whiskey the night we played a show there like not just us but the people that were like there to see <laughs> us too we like went up there yeah, and like, really like, and could... I
4: recall you being 21 at the time I don't think you were 21. I didn't think the time. Did. Yeah, yeah, I that think was responsible. And okay. you weren't invited to be anyway. fair, Um I, I wasn't so either. So the tin can, we went every, we did the open mic every Monday for uh, like an entire summer. It was great. Just kept doing it every week. And the first Monday, there was like three people there. And by the end, there was a couple hundred that would show up and it turned into, a, it turned into too much of a party, you know, and, but I would say Ultimately, that's where we yeah. got our... Start. Yeah, we our developed there. our grassroots yeah. following. It was, it was a really
6: cool place, too, because they did a... The, it was Build-A-Band, so they oh, had yeah. a drum kit there, and, and Shakira, they had, like, a yeah. full setup, so you could, like, bring an entire band to an open mic instead of just being, like, a, a right. singer-songwriter yeah. or something so like that. So we would, that. like, play songs,
2: but then also we would just jam and, like... Sometimes nobody would, would be there, so we just play all night. Yeah, it was so much fun.
3: We met Miles there... Uh, uh, Rapper you used to live in town.
2: Met Brad Cunningham there. I did
4: Nigel here. Um Nigel Chris.
3: Anthony Richardson. That's the quarterback. Quarterback. Anthony for Wilkerson. For He's that season end out to Anthony, sorry, buddy.
2: He'll be back next Get year. Well soon.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh will you uh we do have the uh release party, um but uh this won't be out before then. But uh what would be uh what's next for the group? What do you guys see what this to with this record i mean do you would are we going to try to do a couple more of these or uh i hope so see how
4: we we'll, we'll, we'll probably start talking about that sunday right after the show so, <laughs> yeah unless um, well, um, i quit the band it's been a fun so i think we've been able to keep doing this because we've been really good about like setting a goal something that's you know that we can manage with our busy lives and not having a, really a timeline it's like this is what we want to do and then we do that, and then we do to the next thing. So it's not like there's any like, mm-hmm. this is where we, you know, we kind of, when we got back together, we said, you know, we want this to be something that's joyous and doesn't add really any stress to right, our lives. Right. Right. So if it's adding any stress, we're going to cut it. So sure. we've been very, <laughs> I, I um, we've taken that to for heart for sure. So. I mean, it's just been so cathartic to just
3: have this outlet. And I don't think the Giant needs to be anything concrete. I don't think we need to have set plans. I think, you know, when inspiration strikes you or... Um,
4: I mean you have, literally have to have set plans to accomplish anything but <laughs> I wish you wouldn't correct me on air <laughs> <laughs> But
3: you know I, I just think Mike and I think Mike's absolutely right it, it, it is joyous it is cathartic it is brilliant it is something that maybe you took for granted 10 years ago but nowadays you just you're so thankful and I'm so thankful for these guys and I guess at the end of the day I just hope we're still friends and
4: yeah, that was part of the initial reaching out too. is just like, I miss just our camaraderie of, and the energy of the four of us in a room together. It was really that simple. It was like, well, uh, Tom Cruise and the last samurai is a part of the band now. He wasn't there. then it was four okay. then. Jesus.
2: Uh, now like, we're I mean, five. Now we're five. <laughs> I would say to the, to the point of, uh, Z mentioning the catharsis too. I'm, I think for me, there was a real sigh of relief in, in like writing these songs and then also cutting this album, because I know this is something that John and I have talked about before, but the way the band ended and the last album that we put out was not something that I think any of us were really happy with. You know, I, I mean, obviously, the band breaking up the way it did was, was unfortunate, but the last album we recorded, we had an original version that had Zach's vocals once he left. We recut, we re-added vocals from the current, the, you know, the lead singer then, and it became this really bizarre hodgepodge. It, you know, I, it's something that I, I really rarely, if I ever, find myself listening to. And this album was the album that the band was always meant to make, and we got to make it on our terms and write songs that really meant a lot to us. And for me, that was so satisfying because this project deserved to to finish, you know, to have something like that. Um, you know after everything that happened and uh, it was the album that that we always should have made so um, it made me really really excited to to hit that point point. Um, and uh, yeah I mean I think the first time we all played you know in a room together I I was almost in tears you know by the end of it like it was just this otherworldly feeling to be not only back in the room with these guys and playing music again but that it was still there like it was like we hadn't we hadn't skipped a practice in 10 years. And that's, that was unreal. Yeah.
6: Zach was in tears for <laughs> different reasons that night,
3: but <laughs> I hope everybody out there in podcast land understands how much I'm abused.
4: <laughs> that's gaslighting.
2: And I would also be remiss if I didn't mention that all the insane amount of work that John has put into promoting this show. Um, he basically ran the social media for everything. He got flyers, um he got shirts made. Um, so I I couldn't be more thankful to all of the work John and Reno. effort Shout that he John put Reno. into this. Um and I don't think no the doubt. show would be anywhere as awesome as it's gonna be tomorrow. I wanna be clear also that Zach did nothing. Zach but he to be fair, Zach said from the get go, I'm not doing
3: anything. <laughs> I, Shane,
2: I was very
4: clear. I said, Guess what? I'm not doing anything. So um, to be clear, he didn't have to make that. We already knew that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you guys
3: still keep asking me back, so
0: uh on that note yeah all right uh well getting uh get plugged in with mary and the giant uh, on your facebook instagram maryandthegiant.com and you can you can find it uh streaming digitally on all your favorite platforms uh do we have uh any physicals or anything for the party or
4: john burnt several cds nice got some bootleg ones
6: we got some bootlegs and then we uh also are planning on doing some run of vinyls we're trying to figure out exactly how many and what when that will actually happen but that will be coming out in the future and we'll have them available on our website and uh via social media etc
0: very cool yeah that'd be sweet to have in the collection for sure absolutely uh i know this guy is a bit of a collector (laughs)
3: Yeah. an audio file yeah. I think he wanted
2: to get vinyl press so he could have one right oh that's 100% that's why we're doing and we're it. Yeah. CDs
4: so that his parents could have
2: one why do okay. we do any of this if we don't want to listen to the music that we make <laughs> huh what do I give a show to other why people? does John Depp <laughs> not watch his own movies <laughs> Why do your balls smell so bad?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, that I it have to find smells, out. No, that it I haven't smells really <laughs> bad, dude. I
4: haven't showered in several days. It
3: smells like that <laughs> vinegar hot sauce at the biscuit bar. <laughs> shout, shout out, shout out biscuit I had, like, bar. A loose pepper in it. <laughs> <laughs> One single
2: loose pepper. <laughs> uh, all, right, well. all
0: right, well, all right, well. Thank you guys for doing this. Thanks for taking some time. Thank and, you, thank Shane. you this Shane. Was awesome. You're the man,
3: dude. We, yeah, uh, love talking to you.
0: This was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Uh, all right. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye. 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 Thanks for coming to our show.